This fight at Clay was big. Holy smokes. There's like 30 kids involved in that thing. Jeez. Is that a guy versus a girl? That looked like a guy versus a girl, didn't it? We're just, uh, we got, you know, obviously two televisions on, one with local news, one with uh, national news, and the, the big fight that's been reported all day at Clay High School. Uh, video footage has been released. That was a big old giant fight, man. Holy smokes. And it did. It looked like the two main combatants were guy versus girl. Interesting stuff. All right. I uh, want to thank R&B Car Company, locations in South Bend and Warsaw. R&B Car Company are your used car experts. You can find them online at rbcarcompany.com. Okay. What do we have here? Um... Well, there's a poll. I, this is this is going to be this is going to be shocking to a lot of folks on the left from yesterday who maybe you know didn't agree with some of the stuff that I was saying yesterday. Um, let's not forget that Jen Saki, the salty one, Daywalker Saki came out there and mocked people who were talking about supply chain shortages and and that sort of thing. She was, you know asked point blanks like, "Look, y'all knew that there was a supply chain issue since March of 2020." And he highlighted, I think it was Deucey who was asking the question, he highlighted some of the examples of that, and Jen's like, oh, yes, the, uh, the, the sad case of the delayed treadmill. Right. And as I pointed out yesterday, when you go to the grocery store, there's not a, a shortage of tread, treadmills. There's a shortage of, you know, normal stuff. And we went over some of the common items that people are not able to really get regularly right now. And there's some other stuff, too, as we come into, you know, tire changing season and, and that sort of thing, and then uh, snow and ice obviously balls your tires out, and there's a concern about tire supplies and and uh, used car parts. Some used car shops or uh, repair shops are shutting down, and you know that sort of stuff. But uh, they did a poll, and this poll found that most Americans say that they have been personally affected by the supply chain shortages when attempting to buy basic consumer goods. Well, I, for one, ladies and gentlemen, did not realize that many people were buying treadmills on such a regular basis. I, I thought that very few people actually own treadmills. I didn't think it was a common thing to own a treadmill, but apparently there's a lot of people trying to buy treadmills who are now personally affected by the supply, sh- the supply chain shortages. Huh. 53.7% said that they are affected by the supply chain issues, while just over one-third... said that they are not. Another 10.5% aren't sure what they buy on a regular basis. Have you been affected by this at all? You you gone to the store to buy something and it was out of stock because it's not? No? Josh hasn't had that happen to him yet. Um, Parents are probably going to be the biggest ones in this camp because you have to buy so many extra things that aren't normally or wouldn't normally be on your your shopping list. Uh, So here's, here's what we have noticed. And look, are they things that you can work around? Yeah, absolutely. But for our family, we've had issues getting certain types of foods. Um, for our kids, it's been difficult to get Lunchables. Lunchables is one of those uh, seven common items that are hard to find now. So it's been hard to find Lunchables. They're sold out all the time. So they get like a supply of them and then they're gone. Uh, the other thing, this is the weirdest, most random thing because we don't do chips and dip a lot. Dip has been sold out everywhere. If we like, we don't do it. It's like a special treat for us to get chips and dip and dip is like gone. So <laughs> we can't find dip. 
Uh, I'm sure it comes in stock and then sells out pretty quick. But, yeah, a dip is one of those things. Except, is it a big deal that dip's not around? No. Lunchables are a bit more of a big deal when you have a picky five-year-old who only wants to have the pepperoni pizza Lunchable every day. Uh, but other than that, you know, there's workarounds to that. But it's it's those little things. You know, bacon is hard to get uh, or is more expensive. And, you know, bacon's been an issue for a couple of years, but with the supply chain, things are getting even worse. Uh, what else do we have here? Uh, the survey was taken October 15th through the 18th among 1,079 likely general election voters is a margin of error of, you know, about 3%, 2.99. It follows the continuing supply chain crisis as cargo ships remain backed up, unable to dock and unload off the U.S. coast, yada, 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 yada. Uh, so once again, Pete Buttigieg sucks at his job. But it, what's interesting, what, what is interesting about all of this is that you know, while Jen Psaki's out there telling everybody, ah, oh, it's just it's just treadmills, people. Nope, nope. Yeah, those poor rich people not able to buy treadmills and then come find out. It's the majority of Americans are affected by this when they go to the store. Um, common things that people are definitely finding shortages of are toilet paper. Uh, you're still, we're running into shortages of toilet paper. For those of you who still choose to wipe your backside and uh, live in the dark ages, there is still a, a, a toilet paper issue there's a lot of limits on what you can get when you go to the big box stores like Costco and Sam's Club and that sort of thing. Those are those are items that are very difficult to get. Chicken, turkey, those are hard to find in a lot of places. Uh, although I haven't had any issues with chicken at Costco. But maybe, maybe uh, that will change. I haven't been to Costco in about a month and a half. So it's entirely possible that there's still a supply chain issue there. But um, you know, just common items that people are finding difficulty getting throughout the country. And, you know, to have the the White House press secretary just mock people on national television is just completely and totally not appropriate. You know, but there's a lot of folks who, who don't necessarily know about all of these things happening because, well, they're not they're not able to get accurate information because social media and the news media is controlling what information you get. So things that are you know, going to be very informative, all of a sudden tend to go away. And uh, one of those fixes might be an alternative social media platform like Rumble. So those of you watching the live stream right now on Rumble, rumble.com slash Casey the host, you can watch my my videos there instead of on YouTube. And instead of going to Facebook, you go to Telegram now to, to look at my posts. So Telegram at Casey the host. And there's other social media platforms and things like that. Those are the two that I've chosen to focus on. So I'm not bouncing you all around everywhere. Right. You guys have already been nomadic over the past year and a half as uh, I've been dealing with my social media battles. But this was announced yesterday and there's been speculation about this for a long time. But it was announced yesterday. Uh, Trump has announced a new social media website called Truth Social. It will launch early 2022. Been waiting for that. A lot of people were wondering what he was going to do. When he was in the White House, we had heard that he was going to have a network and he was going to have a social media website when he got done with the presidency. Um, that ended up, you know, a bit sooner than he was expecting. And because of fraud. And he, you know, is out there and there, yeah, Getter showed up and Parler was big there for a while. And um, Gab tried to create an account for him and pretend that he was on there for a little bit. And, you know, Ultimately, he just hasn't landed really on any of those. He's on Rumble. So Trump is on Rumble. I, as to my knowledge, that's the only one that he's active on. I'm not sure that he's active on any other ones. But he is on Rumble. 
And Rumble is the backup for Steven Crowder when Steven Crowder and his live show, his daily live show, gets banned from YouTube. He goes to Rumble. After months of suspense following his historic depersoning from left-wing social media outlets, 45th President Donald Trump has announced Truth Social, a new social media project run by the newly formed Trump Media and Technology Group. It will launch early in 2022. In a surprise email sent to media on Wednesday evening, I got this too, um, multimedia company and accompanying social media platforms was announced from the newly formed organization called the Trump Media and Technology Group, according to the press release. So TMTG will soon be a publicly listed company, not private, public. I will be, I will be investing in this. Very minor part, but I mean, the this will be a public company. I'm going to have stock in this. Josh, you can have stock in Trump's new media. You have to. You have to, right? <laughs> you have to bet on Trump. You have to. Uh, Trump Media and Technology Group's mission is to create a a rival to the liberal media consortium and fight back against the big tech companies of Silicon Valley, which have used their unilateral power to silence opposing voices in America. Trump Media and Technology Group will soon be launching a social network named Truth Social. Truth Social is now available for pre-order in the Apple App Store. Truth Social plans to begin its beta launch for invited guests in November of 2021. A nationwide rollout is expected in the first quarter of 2022. Those who are interested in joining Truth Social may now visit truthsocial.com to sign up for the invite list. Interesting stuff. So I guess in the near future, uh, hopefully, you will be able to find me on Truth Social as well. Um, so this is what people have been waiting for. People have been kind of waiting for that. But, you know, when people who were in the Trump administration launch their own social media, like Getter, um, you know, a lot of folks maybe assumed he was going to land there. Uh, there's another social media network. I always forget the name of it where a lot of former Trump officials, they're on it, but it's it's much more of a, it's less of an open social media and more of a, it's more of a private social media. So it's more for people who are power brokers to communicate with one another as opposed to just the general public. Um, and that's kind of been one of my concerns with the situation um, with Getter, is that Getter is not interested in promoting the average user and they're only interested in promoting people that they deem worthy. And that's that's where you start to, yeah, I just kind of run into issues with that. I'm not real happy with the way that Getter is operating. I think that the platform is fine. And I'm on Getter. You can follow me on Getter if you want. I, I don't post there a lot, but I don't ignore it. Um, it's It's just that I don't really, it's one of those things where it's like, if they're my friends or they're really, really influential, we will back them. Everybody else is basically, you know, whatever. Um, I also think that there's some really shady things happening with Getter in order to take out other platforms like Gab uh, and things like that. There's a huge fight between uh, Getter influencers and Gab and trying to trash Gab. Gab has its issues, but at least Gab is, you know, independent. You know, there's... There's a lot of the Freedom Caucus on Gab. So Gab is a good place to be, too, in general. But we're going to have to get to a point where 
and this has hurt my social media growth as I've changed different platforms too. We're going to have to get to a point where we're able to settle on a couple of places. And so as you bounce around and you're doing this network and that network and that network and you're getting banned places, you know, people start, they stop following you because they don't want to bounce around and constantly add some new social media on there. So I made the jump to Rumble a while ago. It has been a great decision. And at the behest of many of you, I made the jump to Telegram. And it has been a very good decision. They're both still in their infancy as far as growth, and they only have a fraction of my, my YouTube and Facebook. But if I can get you guys on Telegram and on Rumble, that would be wonderful. But with Parler, Gab, Getter, it's like, eh, I don't, I don't want to tell you guys to go to 14 different places. But I will tell you to find me on a Trump social media if, when, if and when it launches. And I have no reason to believe that it's not going to launch. So when Truth Social becomes publicly available, you'll likely see me using that on a regular basis along with Telegram and, and Rumble. Um, I'm, I'm very active on Instagram, too, uh, for those of you who are interested in memes and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, it's if you were to follow me in two places for video content, Rumble at Casey the Host, hit that subscribe button. For normal social media posts, okay, news, commentary, uh, links to stories, that's going to be Telegram at Casey the Host. Everything else is extra. If you follow me in those two places, you will get all of my content with the exception of, you know, posts and things like that that have my website. But those all go to Telegram. So if I post daily show prep, it goes to Telegram. But a lot of you are wondering if it was going to happen. We weren't really sure if he was going to land on one of these other networks. But the fact that he hasn't landed on one of these other networks, including those that have been started by uh, former administrators in his, his uh, presidency, I think that says a lot. He still feels the need to do his own thing. So, truth social. There you go. Got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. All right, let's see what else do we have here. The actual terrorists, those uh, liberal lawyers from the Ivy League, they have pled guilty to firebombing police cars. They face 10 years under the the terror law. How much media attention do you think it would generate if two Trump supporters had thrown Molotov cocktails inside of police cars and were now pleading guilty to terrorism charges? How much, Josh, do you think that would get a lot of media attention? Josh was audible and made noise when I mentioned that. So how is it that two New York City lawyers who are huge left-wing act activists are not front-page news for firebombing police vehicles during riots and are pleading guilty now? And uh, this is all because of the George Floyd situation. And where, where's the, where's the front-page news on that? Oh, because they're liberal. That's right. They don't, they don't get the same attention and the same scrutiny. Uh, Collinsford Mattis and Yeruj Rahman uh, each pled guilty to one count of possessing or making a destructive device, a charge carrying as much as 10 years in prison under a terrorism sentencing enhancement 
A U.S. District Judge Brian Kogan will determine the length of the prison term, which could run much shorter than 10 years at a sentencing proceeding in February of 2022. And I fully expect them to get a very light sentence here. Fully expect that. But we will we will see. Uh, what else do we have here? Um, Washington Free Beacon back in 2020 reported that an intelligence official in the Obama administration, Salma Rizvi, guaranteed Rahman's bail. Rachel Barkow, a former member of the U.S. Sentencing Commission and a major figure in criminal justice reform circles, urged the new Biden-appointed U.S. attorney in Brooklyn to stop pursuing the terror enhancement in the New York Daily News piece. And media outlets, including NPR and BuzzFeed, published sympathetic profiles of the defendants. Now, you've got Obama administration officials, Biden administration officials, each trying to get the legal system to not charge these people. They are left-wing activists who are lawyers. They're not kids. They're lawyers who both graduated from the Ivy League, who bombed New York Police Department vehicles. And you have Obama administration and Biden administration officials trying desperately to get them off of these charges. Taxpayer-funded NPR writing writing uh, pro-activist pieces on them. BuzzFeed, BuzzFeed's BuzzFeed. BuzzFeed is what they are. That's why you don't hear about left-wing activist terrorists pleading guilty to terrorism. MNC News Time is 5.31. Time to check out Impress Jewelry Creations, creating meaningful, meaningful jewelry for the moments that will last a lifetime. Things to it. Not that I have anything wrong with the community. It's just that they keep adding things to it. And it's it's kind of like uh, like the the Me Too thing. There's that comedian who's like, you know, I'm old. That's that's a pound sign. So what is this pound me too movement about? It just Eh, it's not really a good marketing strategy. So you know what they you know have you do you know what the new uh, the new acronym is, Josh? Have you seen this? All right, so LGBT, which used to be just LGB, then it was LGBT, then it was LGBTQ. Now it is two S L G B T Q Q I A plus. Yeah, that's not gonna that's not gonna work for most of us. Anyway. Uh, caving to the mutiny, people have pushed within his own company. Netflix co-CEO Ted Sarantos now claims that he screwed up when defending comedian Dave Chappelle against activists outraged over his explosive stand-up special, The Closer. And again, friendly reminder, the joke is about a friend of his who is a transgender person. According to Sarandos, his defense of Chappelle should have led with more humanity by acknowledging the pain and the hurt that his employees were feeling due to the company's decision to host Chappelle's special. Do you think the uh, Netflix CEOs and, and all these other people would say anything about that with any of these comedians who joked about killing Trump or killing Bush or killing Rush Limbaugh or, or killing anybody? I'm just... <sighs> weak, weak, weak people. Uh, Ted Cruz went scorched earth. Ted Cruz has introduced legislation to send illegal immigrants to Martha's Vineyard and other, quote, Democrat-led communities. (laughs) God, I love this. 
Uh, sometimes Ted Cruz reveals himself to be the master troll in the United States Senate. Ted Cruz has introduced the Stop the Surge Act, which would create 13 new ports of entry across the U.S. in Democrat-led cities, which support the open borders policy of the Biden administration. Here's an excerpt from it. As Texas Border Patrol sectors are flooded with historic numbers of illegal aliens pouring into the country, U.S. Senator Ted Cruz, Republican of Texas, a member of the Senate Judiciary Committee, today introduced the Stop the Surge Act to demand President Biden, allegedly, his administration and congressional Democrats address the unprecedented man-made crisis at the South Texas border and their political decisions that directly created it. This legislation would establish new ports of entry in 13 communities across the country and mandate that all illegal aliens encountered at Border Patrol sectors in Texas be transferred to these new ports for processing. The legislation would provide much-needed relief to Border Patrol and local law enforcement who have been stretched beyond capacity at the Texas border and require insulated communities to help shoulder the burden of their preferred open border policies i love this so greenwich block island martha's vineyard cambridge governor's island uh, nantucket newport palo alto saint helena uh (laughs) these are all massive liberal strongholds i love it watch how fast these liberals don't want illegal immigrants sent to their communities we got more coming up news talk 95.3 michiana's news channel Oh, the uh, the totally not shocking. Remember, Dr. Einturst, it's all conspiracy theories. Everything's a conspiracy theory. All right, let's let's take a look at this. Uh, you know, so there was this guy, right? There's this guy who who told everybody that COVID was naturally occurring and did not come from a lab. This guy is Dr. Malik Pierce. He was with the Lancet Medical Journal, and He is the guy, he is the guy who went out there and said that the virus was not from a lab, that it was naturally occurring in nature, which we now know is a giant steaming pile of horse crap. Remember, go back to December of 2019. I did a show in December of 2019. We just learned about this virus saying, sure looks like it came out of that lab over there in Wuhan. And I was the bad guy immediately. So anyway, um, this guy has won the Chinese Nobel Prize and has been given, you'll be shocked, he has been given $1 million by the Chinese government, Josh. $1 million. You know why he got $1 million? Because he told everybody that COVID was naturally occurring and did not come from a lab. Oh, oh. How's, how's that conspiracy for you, Dr. Einters? How's that, huh? He got a million bucks from the Chinese government for saying that COVID did not come from a lab, that it occurred naturally in nature, which we know for a fact it does not. One million dollars. I keep telling the Chinese I can be bought. A million, I could do a lot of good with a million dollars. Just one little white lie to help the Chinese Communist Party out, and I could do a lot of good, Josh, for a million bucks. I could do that. But it's got to be, like, U.S. dollars or euros. I don't want any, like, trash Chinese currency $1 million. It's got to be American or euro, okay? Maybe, maybe I would consider cryptocurrency. Maybe. 
depends on the crypto. Just depends. I can be bought, China. I can be bought. Speaking of people who can be bought, here's Bill O'Reilly. We'll see you all tomorrow.